Oh no, the Canadians are coming. Chris, John and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch Stream. Oh, hello. Hey, everybody. How you doing? It's just me for the first 10 minutes because uh, Ashley is uh, away on a, a pre-agreed uh, 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 night off. And John is currently waiting in the back of a room while another comedian is overrunning, which is great. Uh, and Jordan Robson Kramer, who's going to be the guest host until John gets here, and then just a just a wonderful guest, um, is trying to close down his record store. But there's a lot of nerds in there right now trying to get all their Christmas shopping done. So he said he's going to be here in about 10 minutes. So for the first 10 minutes, it's just you and me, folks. How you doing, Troggies? You well? Who we got in? My name is Ruin. Great to see you. Boom Stickery. Kimmers, what's up? Joe Trope. Hartness in the Darkness. Love that name. Uh... Kirsten, what's up? Yeah, man, it's just me for about 10 minutes, and then we'll see what happens. I'm currently, uh, uh, before the show, I was watching a bunch of uh, BT um, awards performances. There's like the um, the tribute to DMX, which was beautiful, and then I was just watching uh, Nelly. You guys remember Nelly? St. Louis's uh, the, the 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 king of St. Louis in the early two thousands. I was just watching him do a medley of his greatest hits, and I've hit a moment. Excuse me. In um, I just I just realized that I'm I'm touching on middle age because I hated Nelly when he was popular, and now listening to him, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if it's just nostalgia speaking, but this is a goddamn jam. So I don't know if I've grown and I can appreciate Nelly now, but uh, it was pretty, it was pretty fucking good. Uh, to be fair, that sounds like it would be great. So many memories. Yeah, Kirsten, the the DMX one is like really beautiful. And what's ex what's extra like sad about it is um, I always get a bit like verklempt when I watch it. Is uh, Michael K. Williams is in it, uh, who played Omar in The Wire, who also died um of a drug overdose uh, uh recently and so he was in it. everyone wanted him to play dmx in the inevitable biopic because he would have been fucking amazing at it um and he comes out and he does an acapella uh, uh bit that's uh, uh heart-wrenching it's really beautiful so it's a um yeah it's a great i highly recommend it if you get a chance it's on youtube just look up dmx tribute um and bt awards it'll come up uh ride with me was that nelly i can't remember Yeah, that was Nelly. Yeah, man. That dude, that dude made some jams. I made fun of him for a long ass time. I was very much like the, do you remember? That was like, if you're young, you won't remember this, but for a period, it was, it was very cool to wear a bandaid on your face uh, because Nelly wore a bandaid on his face. That was, um, that was one of the dumber moments in, uh, in fashion history. <laughs> hey, Gio, how you doing, buddy? I am alone. It's just me, big guy. I haven't done my solo streams in a while as well. That was stupid, Kirsten. And I had a couple friends that did it, and we mocked them incessantly. 
absolutely mercilessly. Um, apparently, Nelly did it because he had a cut on his face when they filmed the video, and then it just became a thing, so he kept doing it, which, I mean, fair enough. You make money, I guess, and it's become part of your style, but Jesus Christ. Kirsten, I actually did think of busting out a crossword, but because Jordan's going to be here in a few minutes, I... Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think we'd have time, but I. I would have loved to. Fucking love the crossword. Has anyone but still been doing it? If you didn't watch my solo streams, I used to do uh, the New York Times crossword every day. Hey, Gareth, what's up, buddy? Um, I used to do New York Times crossword every day on um, on my solo stream in the afternoon, and uh, um, it's a lot harder when you don't have you know fifteen twenty people helping you out to get all the answers. Gareth, how you doing, buddy? Are you doing Christmas gigs? Are you getting um, overwhelmed by uh, by the monsters that are uh, uh, Christmas gigs? If you guys don't know, Christmas gigs uh, for stand-ups. By the way, if you have any questions you want to ask me, anything that, um, uh, that crosses your mind that you'd like to know about me or think I might know about the world, just let me know. Um, yeah, I got a fair few. Just had a bunch canceled for the next week. Oh, is that because of the new uh, Sarah Kay? Thank you so much for resubscribing. You know we love you, Sarah. You're absolutely wonderful. Very much appreciated. Um, Gareth, are those uh, are those canceled? Uh, by the way, if you're not following Gareth Wall, follow Gareth uh, and check out his stand-up. Uh, he's so goddamn funny and a fantastic streamer. So watch Gareth. Um, but uh, uh, nothing to do with restrictions, but that might happen. So what are they? I was just reading up on them today in the news uh, because I don't just do the crossword in the New York Times. I also skim the headlines. And uh, I was reading I was reading about it, and it's it sounds like it's pretty low-key compared to what we got here. It's what, it's just mask mandates and fucking vaccine passports. That's easy. We in Canada we're everyone's doing that. You have to you have to show a vaccine passport to get inside anywhere that isn't a takeaway. Um Back to work. Oh, are they? Is everyone going back to working from home? Oof. WFH uh, for most people, I think. I don't know what WFH stands for. I feel very old right now. Every time there's an acronym that comes in, oh, work from home. Work from home. Figured it out. Uh, still got it. Hey, young at heart. All right. <laughs> um, Omicron, it's the new strain. Scotland had announced uh, work from home a week ago. Oh, okay. And uh, so everyone's going back. Are places shutting? Like, because I saw they're, they're like, they're just putting mask mandates in for nightclubs, um, which is funny. Uh, that's going to be, if I can't imagine having, like, being on ecstasy and having a mask on my face, because that would either be so fun and feel like, oh, it's so good that it's touching or infuriating because all I want is my fingers on my face and uh, I can't get there. All I'm getting is more COVID by touching my mask. Um, yeah, we canceled our company party that was going to be in person and going online. Geo, I did stand up for an online company party two years back and it was fucking weird. Like the crowd were nice. The show ended up being much nicer than it needed to be, but I, I felt real bad for the workers there. I was like, this, this sucks. Just, just fucking go to a park. Just get everyone hammered in a park. Like, um, I really, it's strange. What are gigs like right now, Gareth? Cause like John's over there and he's, he's, he's angry, but John's, John's angry at British people in general. 
So it's tough to tell how much of it is, uh, you know, British stuff um, and how much is, you know, something else. Oh, speak of the devil. John Hastings. Oh, hi. Hey, buddy. I thought I'd just check in on you. All the comedians are on stage. I've got the green room to myself. How you doing? That's a green room that I recognize. I'm good, man. You were in Glee, Birmingham? That's right. Yeah. That's a fun club. Fucking love that club. How's the show going? I heard uh, I heard one of the acts is overrunning, which is uh, wonderful uh, for a show that started half an hour late. That's pretty cool. I'll have you know it started uh, 15 minutes early. As it turned mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> um, where's Jordan? I thought I would pop in for some record chat. He's on his way. He's um, he's he's got a bunch of people doing Christmas shopping right now, so his store is like busy. And, uh, oh, and he yeah. sent me a message being like, "I'm trying to kick people out. I'll be there in like ten minutes." I just got a message from him saying he's a few minutes away. I'm glad I jumped um, on. Um, how are you feeling Christmas shopping wise? I have to do all of my Christmas shopping tomorrow. Buddy, I don't know, man. My dad, I don't, I don't know what to get for my dad. I don't know what to get for my brother. I have no idea what to get for his girlfriend. And then I do a secret Santa with my friends, and they're all really fucking good at it because they've been buying gifts for each other for years at every secret Santa. And so there's like a built in way of doing it. And I have, and I got like, I got the hardest one to shop for. I don't, I don't want to name who it is just in case they're watching, but, oh, it's no. secret, right? but it's like, but I'm absolutely just looking at it like, what the fuck am I going to get these people? I, um, I'm a big fan in Secret Santa of gift certificates. And we can open this up to the, we can open this up to the chat, but an Amazon gift certificate, mm-hmm. I got like three of those for my birthday. And it's the best is you're like, you can get groceries, you can get food. Either way, you're getting yeah. something. <laughs> but this is like, they go real personal. They get stuff oh. that is absolutely for that one person. And they're very fucking good at it. Because these are the guys that are like, um, you I mean, you haven't been here, so you're not part of it. It just feels like you should be part of it. That's right. But I am like I signed up for it. They asked me if I wanted to do it, and I was like, Yeah, let's do it. It's always it's like a big thing, and I love these guys. I've known them forever, but they hang out every fucking day because they're all still in the lower mainland. LED hat morph. What a great idea. <gasps> <laughs> I still feel so sad about that LED hat. God, I'm Hemi says it. happy birthday. Thank you. Is, is it, it my birthday? birthday? It is it's not. It's not my, <laughs> my birthday is in July. There you go. Oh, I totally celebrate my birthday. I must be. I always wanted my birthday to be around Christmas. My mom's birthday is around Christmas, and yeah. uh, um, she always talks about how horrible it is. Mm. But it's like I love. Like I just like it because it's like boom. You know what I mean? Like in and out. you're done. It's in and out. I always wanted my birthday to be on Halloween. That would be the greatest day. I mean, that'd be cool, because especially if you're a party-throwing person, then you got a double whammy party. It's going to be a big fucking deal. It's also, you're guaranteed people, if it's your birthday and your Halloween party, everyone has to go to that party. You've superseded. Yeah. But then you have to throw a party, so that would have been a nightmare for me. Speaking of people who love parties, Jordan Robson Kramer, everybody. Are we partying? Oh, my... Jordan, Jordan, we're partying, bro. I'm going to throw on some of those records you sent me, and we're just going to show each other our boobs. Are you backstage? Are you at a live party? I am. I'm at a comedy gig in in England. There's a, the last act on stage right now. I just jumped on to see how Chris was doing because even though I'm not near any of my setup, I just can't let go and I worry about the little guy. And I'm uh-huh. glad I did because um, vinyl is still uh, it's still a market, so you couldn't kick anyone out of your store. Is that what was happening? Oh, you froze. God damn it. Ah, uh, John's gone. That was cool. 
<laughs> How Jordan, you're you're a little quiet. Can you uh, turn up the mic in your settings there? Um, if you just go to uh, uh, Cam Mike, it should be in there. Um, by the way, yeah, John just disappeared. That was it. He just fucking shut it down. Um, how's the uh, uh, how's the Christmas shopping going with with uh, record folks? It's nuts, man. I don't I don't know what to make of. Uh, is this better? Yeah, better. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of um, this job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate. Well, um, there comes a time of year where cheeks get all rosy and tinsel goes up and your uh, clientele just doubles because you have people coming in from the suburbs who don't know anything about records. I've never been to your store and just want you to be the alternative to Amazon. So mm -hmm. uh, you kind of, you, you don't have to cater to any of that, but um, any small store that wants to stay afloat these days, you get a certain amount of, um, uh, like, I, I think I have about like three of the 12 Adele I ordered uh, left. And that's wow. something that I would normally order maybe like two of on release day um, in other times of the year. But since it was holiday season, yeah. since there's like a lot of, anyway, so there's that component. Um, but Do you think yeah. there's going to be a lot of disappointed Oh, there's going to be so people that get Adele for Christmas on, on vinyl. And like, is it all oh. parents being like, I love Adele and my daughter loves records. So we're going to meet halfway and I'm going to get her an Adele record. Honestly, I'm, I'm not saying this to hyperbolize, but I honestly feel that the lack of records that will become available to people come December 18th will cause at least five divorces in uh, my store alone. Yeah. No shit. Oh, yeah. It's just like people's marriages are hanging by a thread and just <laughs> <laughs> the promise of Christmas thwarted. Oh, that's. Oh, that's so <laughs> is that so are people like is it just like tense couples being like, I think he likes Miles Davis. He said he doesn't like Miles. He's a Coltrane man. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be trying to buy for their kids who re resent having to spend more time with them since the pandemic. Okay. This would be like you know one of their holiday gestures, but then when they find out that um, I'm all out of uh, like Lil Peep, <laughs> is Lil Peep still selling records? No, no, I just yeah. wanted to see Lil Peep. <laughs> um, it's one of the new rappers. I don't, I don't get it all. But there, there's definitely uh, some like mainstream hip hop, although I'm. Uh, I'm I'm sure come like March or even let's say January fifth, uh, I'm not going to sell any of the remaining twenty five copies of Astro World by Travis Scott. I have like, <laughs> like, like come January, I think it'll be okay again. That son of a bitch. That <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, ADSR Thug coming in here saying, uh, "How many records is too many records?" Asking for a friend. Like too many in one purchase, uh, or maybe just to own in general. Like, if uh, I'd say too many records is if if you were moving apartments and you wouldn't feel, and and you would worry about your back if you had to move them all by yourself, then mm -hmm. that's too many. Okay. 
Yeah. That's a nice that's a nice metric. I like that it's not like how many you can afford. It's not monetary based. It's just physical. And 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 listen, like I know there's people listening right now that are like, that's no, that's not too many. Like I know like it's like, but you you're speaking from the perspective of an addict. Like I know who you are. Like you make <laughs> everybody you lives with live with's life's a hell because you leave mm-hmm. your records around. You're always buying new shit. Your partner is just like, when is this going to stop? I thought we were going to Mexico this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't afford that, but we do have Tito Puente albums. So you, like a Chris Martin curated box set of Fella Cootie. Uh, I never thought of that before. What? Well, too bad it exists. Shut up. Chris, what, what gave Chris Martin the balls? The whitest <laughs> act, the mayonnaise of music. Yeah. To think, you know whose fans I probably speak to? Uh, Fela Kuti. Yeah. One, one of the most important African artists in the last hundred years. Uh, well, it's just why should Gwyneth be the only one that gets to franchise his taste? You know? Yeah, I I guess so. I mean, if he gets if he gets more people listening to Fellow Cootie, I guess that's good. But Jesus Christ. Do you think he's like atoning? Is this like when um when the Rolling Stones used to bring like muddy waters on tour with them? And they were like, Listen, we've done a lot of things and we should probably try to at least help someone that we respect. No, no, no. no I don't think it's atoning. I think it's that um he's always wanted to go to Nigeria, but he'll only go if he gets invited. Oh, so, so he's building up a resume. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, it's, there's so much, there's so much, um, there's so many problems with vinyl right now. And it's, uh, they're funny to me because I, I, I don't actually really worry about a store my size, but for people who've based their whole business model on getting everything in, they're fucked. <laughs> Whoa, what's wrong? Oh, just uh, before we answer that, my name is Orin says uh, they saw Fela Kuti at Roskilde Festival two decades ago. Amazing. Damn. Yeah. That would have been fucking awesome. Live, I mean, most of the records that are out are live recordings anyways from what I seem to remember. I think he's done some studio ones for sure, but uh, live seemed to be where it was at. Yeah, I think so. Like the the I mean, the one that I listened to the most um, from Fela is uh, an album he made with Roy Ayers called... Uh, 2000 black people that's mm. only like five tracks but the title track is i think 22 minutes long so my, my, <laughs> my favorite uh fellow cootie record is remain in light by oh the, i don't know that one that's by the talking heads oh. <laughs> cool <laughs> so what are the big sellers this year what are what are people getting uh selling a lot of my mad villains of course because he had died which yeah. still wait did you probably never talked about this on stream, but when he died, uh, it they had announced it about three months after he died, right? Yeah, yeah, they kept it quiet for a long time because he died Why? like around Halloween, and then they announced it in the new year, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. But why? Why do you think they waited? Do you have any uh, theory or? Uh, my first thought was because he always kept his um, his identity a secret, <clears throat> that they didn't want people to be able to check the obits. To be like, who was he? Um, but um, but yeah, I, it seems like he's just a private person, comes from private people, you know. And so I was like, it's none of their business. We're grieving. They got over the first wave of grief, and yeah. they're like, all right, now we can deal with fans. Now we can deal with all the insane people mm-hmm. that are going to 
either like build a huge monument to him or the ones that are going to for some reason weirdly comment on the death of this man and say i always thought he was overrated you know you can't you can't deal with those yeah. fucking self-indulgent pricks like there was um there's a, a basketball player cj mccollum who recently his right lung collapsed and so he's he's being treated for that right now and it's horrific but uh there was talk of him being traded to the philadelphia 76ers recently and under a post about him being in hospital because his right lung collapsed one of the sixers fans posted you know i always thought he was a little bit overrated and i don't think that we could really make the most of his playing style and didn't mention the lung at all <laughs> just wow. talked about trade rumors i was like who who is this for why are you like this where's the heart of sports anymore huh it's fucking wild it's actually kind of sweet it's some of it's very nice but mm. um but that yeah those guys like when you're the family of a famous person that dies i feel like if you have any control over it it's like the reverse kobe yeah yeah because like remember kobe's Kobe's family found out from TMZ, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you can just hold that in until you can be a person again and then be like, all right, I'll open the gates. Let the fucking public in. See, I feel like I'd, I'd wait as long as possible. That's That sounds like totally reasonable and what most normal people would do. But since uh, a man who made a whole album dedicated to the joy of eating food. That album's sick, though. Food. Yeah. food no, but I, I'm saying, like, considering that um, that Doom uh, was such a sort of pioneer, um, I, I I feel like he could just uh, register his previous. Like, basically, I'm I'm trying to say that he's not actually dead, and they're just trying mm. to boost the sales. He's on Tupac Island. Uh, T Tupac, Tupac is, uh, he's not dead. It's just his brain is alive in a vat still. Sweet. Full Futurama style. He's yeah, just freestyling in goo. Yeah. Until, <laughs> uh, until, until Ye can get it put into his head. <laughs> Steve, uh, Steve Mooney's got a question. He says, what major, when a major singer dies, how much of you is happy that your sales will go up? Oh, man. I, I've, I, I've always worried somebody would ask me this question um <laughs> uh wait I, I bring it back up. oh yeah uh i mean okay let me put it this way there's people that have made music that i have no feeling for um that when they die i'm like oh good like i'll be able to sell all these fucking ted nugent records or something <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. um but then there's other people who uh like if i'm a fan of like somebody like joni mitchell or prince or something mm -hmm. but joni mitchell's still alive and i'm and i'm sitting on a bunch of her records and it's yep. not because i think she's gonna die soon though i am aware she is 70. i just want the people who liked her music to be able to get it too mm -hmm. so it's it's like a look yeah like for for older artists and stuff but then like random people who die too young and i, I don't know i mean mm -hmm. most of a record store half of it is just filled with dead people's music anyways right yeah have you ever have you ever like when someone died like that um had people come into the store crying yes uh although um it's not a, actually an amusing story it's just because it was uh a, a singer from here named Lassa Tisella. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, 
so the people who were upset about it were actually people I knew. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that was that was wild. If you're in Montreal, I don't know if there's are they still doing a Lhasa concert? Uh, yeah, I think they did one recently, maybe even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Lhasa was a a, a local artist who who died uh, tragically young, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they started running cool fundraising concerts for her and celebrating. And that was, she died, I think before I got to Montreal, but I got to know a lot of the people in her circle. And yep. so like, I heard a lot of stories about her and she meant a lot to the to, to the music scene there, which is always nice to see. Well, she was also one of those artists because since she sang in Spanish, English and French, she mm. had loyal fan base here in Montreal, uh, really big fan base in France uh fan base in spain and a fan base in mexico wow so she she was able to kind of tour the world just on that alone and and, awesome. like, and she was like raised by um and i know this because i i at the time that she died i was dating her half sister mm. um but yeah like she was raised by a mexican american family but then moved to France where her like she came from this totally um intensely creative artistic family who like two of the her sisters were in like this traveling circus in Europe holy shit um anyways yeah totally like she, it wasn't like some aff- affected thing singing in three languages she was like one of those people who actually just grew up speaking three languages on the reg so. what was her um last name again uh Decella. so those are two different words de and then S E L A. There we go. I just I just put the name in the um, in the chat uh, for all the uh, channels if anyone wants to check out Lass's music. Um, this is good stuff. She's a talented lady. Have you ever have you ever had someone come in and be like, "Can you believe what happened to Smoke Perp?" And you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> um. No, although uh i did have somebody um and i i I actually thought i had um gotten like rid of them at this point Uh, this and this isn't like some political like try to be super woke thing it actually comes to deal with down to just not wanting to deal with the hassle of you know like uh i have a comedy section Mm -hmm. you know what records you won't find in there anymore Yeah, I'm guessing so, some about my brother Russell, and uh, <laughs> no, yeah. it's, not, it's 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 Gallagher actually, because the as an audiophile, like they could never get the sound of the watermelon exploding right. On the, the funniest thing that Gallagher could have done, if you're not familiar with Gallagher, we're gonna watch a Gallagher fucking video right now. Um, but the funniest thing in the world that Gallagher could have done is only released uh, <laughs> audio albums. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be, you can see it working if you worked with like somebody from Looney Tunes Studio. They just add all these sound effects. Like now, I'm gonna smash a, a kumquat at the yeah. end. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. That, oh my god, I would have loved that. So this is this is Gallagher's go-to bit. Gallagher was one of the biggest comedians in the world, and he was and Oasis's dad. God, I wish that was true. Um. To be clear, I'm not laughing because this is actually funny for me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. For the podcast listeners, he's just got a hammer. I want to end the very smart show. 
with a lot of stupidity. <laughs> so instead, I would like to leave you with these words of wisdom. What an outfit. Yeah. Remember, Sick look. <laughs> don't pick shit up. Look at all the stuff Chances he's destroyed. When you need it again, it'll be right there where you left it. Oh, yeah, everybody so wore remember, the Remember, behind every successful man is an amazed mother-in-law. Yeah, the front, the front row always got tarps. So, and this is a pretty big fucking sledgehammer. So too. I think it's worth trying to succeed yeah. just for the opportunity of fucking her up. Hey. Look at that in a theater, in a goddamn theater. Don't think that just because. Here comes the watermelon. Here it comes. This is his big bit. My name's Gallagher, and I and smash watermelons. Watermelon. Is that a cop that's a pig? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this is as political as he gets. Is there anyone that particularly <laughs> does not want me to smash this pig? <laughs> well, then let's go ahead. Yeah. Like, that Unbelievable. Was, that watermelon exploded like somebody's head in that Cronenberg movie Scanners. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a massive explosion. This is, when people ask me, they're like, what do you mean comedy used to be easier? I'm always, I'm just going to show them that video from now on. I'm just going to be like, this guy just smashed watermelons with a hammer yeah. and was a multi-millionaire. That's how easy stand-up used to be. <laughs> Did you ever hear um, that, like, half of a mark Marin interview that he did with gallagher gallagher walks where, off where he stormed out of the hotel really? room great because why because he wanted to talk to him about the watermelon no i think because uh, gallagher says a bunch of racist things and uh. so so Marin's like so what's the deal with all this racism bud and uh and gallagher tore the microphone out and stormed out of the hotel room which i hope was his own hotel room yeah i, ne I never found out whose room it was but god that would be wonderful so I got to ask you this, Chris, as a comedian, um, would you say in your experience, some comedians have a lot of rage within them? Yes. Did you ever feel that jokes weren't enough and you should break things on stage as well? God, what I would give. That would be so funny. <laughs> That's like, and the, I mean, you know, he probably has like people like fruit vendors. He's never paid for a watermelon because fruit yeah. vendors were honored to say that they supplied Gallagher with all of his watermelons mm -hmm. and everything that he did. It's like, what a wild way to live. He toured the goddamn world. Did he, he was have, on television? Did, did he start as somebody who was just doing straight up stand up? And then I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to get bigger somehow or what? Like how, how would it get to that? I, I think, uh, uh, he must've started out as a weirdo. Unless, like, what if, okay, so maybe what happened was he started out as a normal comic. His jokes yeah. kept bombing. He got furious with the crowd, smashed some, he happened to have a hammer on him because he's secretly a serial killer, and uh, smashed it, just, and that crushed, <laughs> just as a, as a symbol of rage. And he went, no pun intended. I found my voice. <laughs> That's... Every comic has like a moment where you go, oh, this is it. This is the stand-up that I do. Holy shit. And it's a really big moment. And his was when he fucking, out of pure rage, crushed something on stage. Did you ever see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, I, I do not like spooky movies. It's a horrifying movie. It's not spooky. This is These are real people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, 
I, it's I was all just, spooky. If it spooks I, me out, what? Spooky. <laughs> Listen, Chris, you got Texas, you got a chainsaw, and you know what that equals? Fun time. The check Texas chainsaw fun time. Risk it. <laughs> um, and at the end of that movie, I was just thinking how ridiculous it would be if if he continued doing that act until old age. And um, at the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they, the patriarch of the family, who's like 105 years old and is withering away, still likes to participate in murder, but he's too feeble. So like his son puts the hammer in his head and like helps him. Like it's a, it's a really <laughs> funny scene. <laughs> like a Dutch rudder. <laughs> Oh, we got a, a diamonds coming in saying, "Chris, do you feel like traveling to gigs in any way exacerbates a comic's natural rage?" I think that the it's it's not even so much the traveling as the amount of time you spend alone with your thoughts when you're traveling. And I think I think smartphones might be part of the reason why comics aren't as angry as they used to be, because comics used to be like dicks, real bad dudes, uh, but they used to spend. 30 hours in a car to get to their place and all they had was talk radio to listen to or like a cassette like a like a like a a, a big lebowski ccr caught in the radio because you can't fucking afford to get a fixed cassette uh and now CCR we just scroll great, by the way. we can watch videos we can distract ourselves and so when we show up we trick ourselves into thinking we're not angry and then the rage hits when we get to the hotel and then uh it's not taken out on anyone but uh, but whatever porn we're watching at hotel porn. That do you remember that mm-hmm. back when hotels used to offer porn because we didn't have it? Yeah. Did you ever buy any? No, but I had a very uh, successful run growing up in BC, getting like the scramble t t. Some people, some of your listeners might not even know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, they're on, on basic cable. You could still access some of the higher numbers, but you had to pay for them. Um, yeah, pay-per-view. And so they would show us this, like, I'm sure there's a technological term for it. But sometimes if you would flip back and forth between the channels, it would show up as like almost like a photo negative version of the uh, porn. So I remember seeing a lot oh, yeah. of... Uh, like Playboy channel, like, but photo negative. So yes. That's, that's one confused boner right there. <laughs> well, that's like, um, uh, that was immortalized in um, American Pie. Mm. He's watching it and he says, I, it's one of the only scenes that I remember just because the way he delivers the line, that's a tit. That's a tit. Because, <laughs> yeah, just full, like, um, uh, uh, black and white static. Yeah, and then just maybe a breast, just a single boob, <laughs> and you yeah. go. Got to make the most of this time. Yeah, it was a, a hotel porn. I feel it would make me sad, uh, just because you'd be away from home. So just like it would after you're finished, you it would really sink in how lonely you are. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I the only the only time I ordered it was when I went to um, Kentucky uh, with Woodford Reserve, and. Um, I think it's because the guy, the guy that led the tour, and I've talked about this before, was the um, he only took us to drink in strip clubs. Mm-hmm. There was nowhere else that he wanted to drink. It was just strip clubs, and so, they, they knew him by name over there, right? Full on, every stripper just knew. It was Mark. Everybody knew Mark. He <laughs> was very popular, and um, I think because he would come in with a corporate card and he'd buy us all dances and pay for all the drinks, and we didn't we didn't pay for shit. We didn't take money out of our pockets the whole trip, but it was like. 
It was weird. It was weird that he always knew where one was, no matter where we were in town. But um, but yeah, so it was like, I don't know, it was very like, it was a weirdly sexual tour for 12 dudes. Uh, That's the bourbon but, way, man. But I remember because it was like, ha- I was hammered every day because it was a whiskey tour. And then I'd get back to my hotel and I remember ordering porn on the hotel TV and putting it on my room. And so Woodford Reserve has paid for porn for me. That's what happened. They paid for softcore. I don't remember what the movie was, but some like soft because they didn't have hardcore porn because God damn it. This is America. And you, if God wanted you to see it, he wouldn't have put it so far from your eyes. But uh, if you get if you get big enough in the comedy world, I think you should offer that as one of the blurbs they use uh, in their ads. <laughs> this company paid for my porn. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing I remember from it was that it wasn't my kind of porn at all because you didn't. It's not like you got to watch a preview; mm-hmm. it would just be the name, and so you had to guess. There would be the name and like a poster, and yeah. you had to guess. And every single one just had like that like '90s style of like Pamela Anderson esque ridiculous fake tits. Yeah, absurd. Can I absurd uh, breasts? Um, this conversation got me thinking about um just what are you about, what are you about to bring up <laughs> huh uh yeah um so there was that but also you know growing up in the 90s um before i even had a computer uh early sort of like wanting to look at uh, the naked form um <laughs> Like one of my go-to images was so we had this book on the uh, about the Louvre, and okay. we had like some sample paintings. And I swear to God, I looked at this painting at least like <laughs> thirty times a week when I was twelve years old. Yep, that checks out, ladies and gentlemen. We're about to we're about to have some nudity on the stream, but it's art. It's not porn. It's art. So, so that, this was this was Jordan's. <laughs> The Turkish Bath by Jean Jean Auguste Dominique Ingres. That's so funny. I love that. Like it took you no time to find the painting. <laughs> you knew exactly what it was called and where to find it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tip. <laughs> but that's like like now that I'm an adult, I'm like I don't think this place actually ever existed. This is like the ultimate male fantasy. I've ever yeah, seen. they're all they're all so closely packed together and they're like snuggling. One of them's playing a liar. Yeah. What is this place? I mean, it's got to be a brothel. And they got some tea going on. I don't know. I think. Uh, yeah. I think this is just. You know what? I I choose to believe that this is what happens when a bunch of women are sick of men's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they went in here to avoid. The, the male gaze, but unfortunately, as we can see from the circle shape of the painting, there was clearly a peephole in the wall, <laughs> and this artist sat outside and painted this beautiful thing to immortalize their moment of privacy. Anyways, I, yeah. lo- I love the idea that he porkies this. <laughs> a lot of people had uh, Playboy uh, that they hid under, or that they found under in their dad's bedroom, but I had... Yeah. I had the Louvre and bookshelf. Wait, I I remember my my grandparents had a, a a book of like old 
paintings and it was just sort of prints within it. I can't remember who the artist was, um, but it was sort of um, uh, fantasy-esque. So there were like dragons involved as well. And in one of them, there was just a, a naked woman rising through the water. And uh, I was 10. My cousin would have been like 16 or 17. Yeah. And he found that one and he showed it to me. And it was at, it was the day of my sister's wedding. And so the whole family was there. And my cousin and I were just going around going, melons, melons. <laughs> Did somebody have to give you a talking to? No, because they didn't see the painting. It's not like we were carrying it around, showing it to everybody. We just <laughs> we took a look and it became our inside joke. Um, but uh, I mean, I can't imagine that we were especially subtle, but yeah. <laughs> still would have been a reach to be like, that 10-year-old's talking about boobs. Yeah. Was this truth coming out of her well to shame mankind? Oh, what's that? I haven't seen that painting. Truth coming out of I think her. That's the name of a PJ Harvey record, actually. <laughs> oh, what are your recommendations right now? Music-wise? Yeah. Oh man, depends on your oh, mood. That's that's so funny. What uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'll, I'll bring it up. This is great. I I didn't know that that's what this painting was called. I seen. I think it was memed for a while. But it's great. I love it. She's just coming out being like, you sons of bitches. Is this, is this fanfic of the ring? <laughs> she's even got like, I don't know if you can see. I'll, I'll zoom in a little bit. But can you see like the little, she's got something to beat us with. Yeah, it's a cat of nine tails or whatever that's called. That's so funny. Look how mad she is. You fucks. Wow. Isn't, uh, doesn't Jesus get, uh, beat with that in passion of the christ yeah they really lay into him they yeah. really lay into him. who the fuck threw this broom into my well <laughs> <laughs> still doesn't explain why she's naked but <laughs> um yeah what uh, what what music recommendations have you got a, a lot of a lot of record stores that i used to go to would do um best of 2021 lists is is phenopolis yeah. doing one this shit's kind of stressing me out because uh, there's a local radio station that wants my best of this year. And <clears throat> I usually don't get them in until the last week because I, I like make a preliminary one and I'm like, that's the list. And then I'll be I'll remember something that came out earlier. Um, but off the top of my head, I mean, uh, this is all over the place, but I like that last. <laughs> Stop shouting melons at me while I have a bath, you little perverts. <laughs> Yeah, I tell so, you what, I, I, I'm just going to say, um, I'm just the last Taylor Swift record 10 times. How about that? Oh, really? Yeah. The re-record. Taylor's version, yeah. Yeah, Taylor's, yeah. Is that of, is that the one of Red? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Absolute all-time favorite record, and so much so that it's going to fill up all the spaces. Um, and if you find it weird that it's just like a white person that I'm giving this award to, uh, it's because I feel the more Taylor Swift we can sell, the more her market will bottom out and they won't be able to press her vinyl and then we'll never have to hear from her again. So. Oh, okay. So you're playing the long con. Yeah. So yeah. you don't, you don't feel that strongly about the music of Taylor Swift. No. <laughs> I was going to say, I was very surprised. I was like, damn, that's now I have to listen to this new Taylor Swift album because if Jordan loves it, that's a, that would have been 
Do, do you guys have a lot of uh, English listeners? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, uh, yeah, I think like most of our stuff. fans are in the British Isles, at least. Yeah, I liked a lot of stuff coming out of uh, London this year. Uh, last year, Versible Entanglements record. They're kind of part of this whole jazz scene. Uh, Who was London. that? Sorry, Irreversible Entanglements. Irreversible Entanglements. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's a good oh, record. we got raided. Ooh. Questing time. Thank you so much for the raid. Welcome everybody. We're talking to uh, Jordan Robson Kramer. Uh, about the best albums of 2021 uh, because he owns a goddamn record store. But first, time for a Ray video. Welcome to the Untitled Extreme with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. <laughs> Welcome Raiders. Oh, perfect timing. Cast Joan Cusack more. Meanwhile, John's or uh, Jordan's name is John Cusack. Even now, we are ignoring Joan. Ah, <laughs> I love me some fucking Joan Cusack. She's so talented. She's so much better than her brother. He still has his moments. He has his moments, but I think Joan Cusack is um I've never, I've never watched a movie and been like, wow, John Cusack was amazing in that. But I have done that for Joan Cusack. And she's always supporting role. I don't think she's ever been the face of a movie. Maps to the Stars it was this Cronenberg movie from like 10 years ago. And it's all about just shitty Hollywood people. And John, John Cusack plays a self-help guru in Hollywood who uh, is just like, just slimy. And he's really mm. that um oh we got we got an out al- we got an album in uh mr c mooney i listened to the latest black keys album realized it's perfect for having on in the background excuse me i really enjoyed that album i di- I, I didn't listen to it often but i remember i put it on when it came out because i was curious as to what they're doing and i listened to it a couple times i think i played it pre-stream on my daytime stream and enjoyed the hell out of it but never was never like i have to listen to that again mm-hmm. it was sort of but i get that with the black keys ever since brothers i guess like lost and found um where i was like i get it i get it yeah so who else who else stood out for you who have you, you got on your your preliminary list uh i guess i'll rep local there's a guy named paul jacobs who lives here in montreal okay uh he released a record called pink dogs in the green grass and uh the album cover is really cool actually it looks like a giant um tab of blotter acid or something but just kind of does his own like one man studio sort of thing and um yeah it's like a good low-key psychedelic record it's not like super huge psychedelia it's more like um having a microdose of shrooms and lying in the hammock psychedelia okay Okay, nice that's the perfect amount of psychedelia are you playing christmas music in the store yet i as a rule, don't. No, I not I, at all. I, I had to go to the post office three weeks oh, ago. There, oh, John God was just clapping. Blessed <laughs> this man for not bowing to the corporate pressures. All of you Christmas music holics. If it's not Jingle Bells, guess where you can go in the bin? 
I don't want to oh, fucking buddy. hear deck the halls. I you deck the, I'm gonna deck you in the hall. But there's there's yeah. great stuff. You don't have to you don't have to listen. It doesn't have to be Mariah Carey and Wham. I mean, Santa Claus comes straight to the ghetto by James Brown is a fucking jam. and also also Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC is yeah. the best Christmas song and is Party not next. played nearly like I know we would get I want to just listen to it like just that hook. Is everyone so listening? Good. Is everyone hearing the hook? If you haven't heard it, go watch Die Hard. Two fun things about Die Hard. One, it's Die Hard. Two, Christmas and Hollis is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they're playing in the limo. Can I take a uh, poll right now for the two of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. where, where do you honestly stand on simply having a wonderful Christmas time by Paul McCartney? Uh I, I stand. I, I gotta stand for it because it's yeah. it's very catchy. Yeah, like it's it it's, it's in my head. Yeah, yeah. It, it was immediately like, and I I, I pictured myself walking yeah. oh. through a mall, just having yeah. a nice time, trying to buy things for people I love. This is also I know this is terrible, and I'm a bad person, but Amazon is so my friend in Christmas shopping because mm-hmm. my problem is I'm not I'm in England in a hotel. Everyone's around the world. Yeah, like. Everyone used to just get emailed gift certificates. That's what that was. Or DVDs. Before it was DVDs. I'd mail them all DVDs. I got to say, something that I miss about living in London is Amazon being right there. The island. Oh, my God. Not, not so useful. That's uh, With Prime, they're like, we can get it to you by December 28th. And I'm like, um, that's three weeks away. <laughs> this is LA, is wi- LA is wild. I've had it in two hours. One of them was like because LA is just an Amazon Depot at this point. Like it's just mm. it's just an Amazon Depot. Okay. And they rocket deliveries. It is wild. Remember like when we bought all of our setup? Remember that week when we just went, all right, we're gonna we're doubling down. Yeah. Um all of your stuff like dribbled in and all of my stuff was like boom there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh yeah. we get same, uh, same day, day stuff. Oh my god. I mean, and grocery shopping on Amazon. Sorry, Ralphs. I know that I, I had a big, deep cry in you right after my divorce, but I'm never going into a grocery store again. I love grocery stores, but what? I just I can't. The convenience. Jordan, look at me. The convenience. Jordan, gonna, what is oh. um, what Christmas oh, Jordan, music do you Jordan, recommend? Jordan, are you trying it out? I'm trying. He was trying. Yeah, there it is. Oh, look at him gazing into fun, each other's huh? eyes. It is pretty fun. All right. I do like, I got to tell you, I don't know how people feel about that bit. And seeing as how we just lost 21 people, I feel like yeah. they hate that bit. <laughs> they were immediate post-raid, though. We always we always have a bunch of people drop off immediately. Who post-raid. raided, by the way? Questing time. The wonderful uh, questing time. Questing time. Still haven't seen Paul since I've been over. I need to actually rectify that. Yeah, so you should. An answer, an answer to your um, question. I, I had this experience three weeks ago where I had to go to the post office to mail off some records for you. Um, yeah, you did. Oh, my so friend. They, yeah. They will so be they, hung. The frames have arrived. Ooh. Oh, is this round two? Is this round two of records? Only round, round one. Or have oh, you okay. sent another package? I'm, I'm, I'm definitely seeing some covers that I'm like, oh, I think John would like this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was originally... So here's what I was thinking. is Originally, I was just going to have them like scattered in the living room, but I think I'm just going to, in my bedroom, just do them on one wall because I like laid them out and looked at them and they kind of actually have a flow and an evolution. And also they just look so fucking stupid. 
Oh yeah, for, for anyone watching that doesn't know this bit, John has ordered a bunch of the ugliest records that Jordan can oh. find at the store. Not for listening, just for hanging. Just I don't have I don't have the records to save yeah. both of us money. Jordan took the vinyls out. It's wow. just the sleeves. <laughs> what did you do with those records, Jordan? You know what's what was interesting about this? It's it's that um, there were things that I was like, oh, I have to give this to John, and then I realized I had no idea what it was and so i'd look up the band and then it would be like oh this record is actually worth 50 dollars uh, <laughs> yeah, <was> yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah uh what, what was your question chris oh what yeah. did you do with the records after after you sent oh, off I, the I just, I just put like a sleeve on them and put them in my dollar bin for a dollar so nice that's how i got um uh, uh summertime pool party by pigeon john Ooh, uh, I yeah. don't know who that is, but I—I I don't know what that is, but I want it. Pigeon John's great. He's a—he's a—he's a hip hop guy. He's very silly. He's very well, silly. I, I saw him open for Black like Delicious. This is, this is Chris actually testing if I am a good record store owner by making up a band. No, there's no. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't because because there always has to be. I will say the record store guy. I always like a record store when they're very suspicious of one genre of music. You know what I mean? Like an amoeba. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was a guy in L.A. This guy was fucking great of like because I wanted to go look at like very old, weird punk things and wanted like weird punk T-shirts. And I'm a loser. I'm like, yeah, hey, do you have anything that's just Pat Smear? OK. <laughs> um, and that guy was amazing for it. But I remember we were walking through the metal section. He was like, who could listen to this so fast? And I was like, you can't be can't be angry at metal if you're a punk rocker. And I, but I'm like, but you want that in a record store guy. But there's one he's like, I don't know. I don't have time for hip hop. That's what you should start saying to people. Here's the thing, though, because I—if you came to my store, you might have the impression that I don't care about metalheads. But it's actually no one does because Montreal. I am one. No one cares about us. No Montreal, one. Cares about us. Montreal. No, it's just it's Montreal is such a metal city that yeah. they they all institutionally go to either Cheap Thrills downtown or to uh, Sound Central in the Plateau. Like all yeah. the metalheads in Montreal are taken care of, they don't come to see me. Um, I, I'll sell like a. Do you, do you know that band? Um, uh, I know it all. I yeah. love metal. I so know it sleep, all. So sleep, dope smoker. Um, oh you know yeah, I do yeah. know. Oh, I, so drony. Oh, I've had, that, I've had that album in my bins for a year and a half, and it, what? It, it only just sold. That's how little like metalheads come to my shop. So I can't do anything. How excited, how confused was the girlfriend of a metalhead or a hipster trying something? Which one do we think it was? Uh, I don't know. I think I, it was a, it was, I, I think you could smell him. It was, it, it was a hipster trying something for sure. Oh, okay. yeah. Also, yeah. that, but that album fucking claps. Chris, I don't think yeah. you would like it. I, I've never I got a limp. Who is it? Sleep? Yeah. It's not, like, not team sleep. It's, not it's the like, not the Chino Moreno. You got side you project. got your you got your thrash metal. You got your uh, glam metal. You got all kinds of metal. But this is like couch lock metal. This is I ate three edibles too many, and I'm fucked yeah. for the rest of the night. Metal. Oh, These wow, are people right. that saw Queens of the Stone Age and went like that, but with weird time signatures. <laughs> okay, what album? What so? Oh no, this is not. That's not a band. This is something else. Sleep Dope um, Smoker is a great album. It's a great sleep, album. Dope Smoker. All right, I'll check it out. 
I think they were like 18 years old when they did it too, or something, right? They're like, were they? And they were just. Like, I always picture them being yeah. like old, haggard boys. They knew who they wanted to grow into, but no. <laughs> it's only two tracks. Yeah, because the they're like 30 minutes long each. Yeah. The first track is an hour and three minutes and 36 seconds long. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking you hate metal sometimes. I you got a problem? I don't understand. What you, what's your problem? No, but Chris. <laughs> Chris what's, also, what's your problem, probably, he, he'd hate prog rock too, I think. Chris, if I've ever met anyone, oh. prog rock, it's Chris. Prog rock is, yeah, I can't really yeah, like, sit through it. It makes me laugh, Chris, but I can't. Chris, like, I'm not put vibing. on Rush. <laughs> um, oh, I can, Vita da Strangiata. Is that what it is? I can never pronounce it. Who's the Who's the keyboardist who plays like a thousand keyboards and wears a cape? Oh, that's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah, We're yes. not listening to yes. Yes sucks. So I saw I saw that guy live uh, with a, a friend of the show, Garrett Millerick, Um because why he was closing a music festival that we did together. Rick Wakeman, you thank go. you. And so we went we went to go, um, and Garrett fucking loves Rick Wakeman. Oh my god, Garrett! Here's the thing with Garrett. What I like about hanging out with Garrett is Garrett Garrett's gonna white rhino the conversation a little bit. But if Garrett loves something, he loves it like do you understand yeah. like i am like goes anyways, like his wife is very lucky in that she's just married someone that like he his wife could turn up covered in blood and he would be like do i just need to say you were here or i just don't know anything like there wouldn't be even he doesn't need to know you know what i'm saying yeah but of, his wife, of course oh, he likes yes of course he, he does king loves them and he made it made me laugh so hard going to that show so like if you haven't seen rick wakeman Rick Wakeman has, I think he had 12 key, keyboards. Oh, uh, fuck yourself. Like a, a, a an Elton John in the 70s type outfit. Just a huge flowing cape and big stupid glasses and a silly hat. Okay. He played Chris, good shit on those keyboards. But it Chris, was like, put on. I sat there with Sarah. It was all three of us. Sarah came, Garrett's wife. Garrett and I. Garrett was in the middle. And Garrett was just so involved and sarah and i occasionally would just look at each other and be like what is why any of this is it a stadium people were loving it not for me not for garrett me. and i had both read um we read a book uh called running the light by the way anyone out there who is uh looking for a uh a view into being a road comic in these times oh Ryan, i haven't read that yet but i want to it's supposed to be great that's sam something by sam talent it, it was like That's reading right. thoughts of mine oh by the way here's big highlight of my day so i've caught a cold so mm -hmm. i took a covid test obviously mm -hmm. and uh misread it so for oh. 45 seconds i thought i had covid fuck where, where did you like, go where did you go in those 45 seconds excellent very question replaced a very yeah. angry place <laughs> i was thinking about you today when i saw that the the uk has put in a bunch more restrictions as they haven't Wednesday. and i was they like haven't. what if what if john gets it right before he leaves and he's stuck there for two weeks what if the day that you have to get your traveling pcr test is the day you i get it i gotta tell you like at this point like i'm like i am on borrowed time ladies and gentlemen i am literally i'm all but just calling COVID a cab mm. but also here's the thing I'm Moderna, which everyone's going is the best one. Damn right. I'm boosted. And I wear a mask. Yeah. And at this point, nothing. So great. Guess what? 
system works, fuckos. I'm sorry. You know, attention conspiracy theorists. I want to believe you. Except, <laughs> go fuck yourself. No, it's just yeah. it's medical science. Those I'm not that over. healthy. I smoked for so long. Do you understand how much I smoked, Chris? How much did I smoke? A lot. Yeah, I was very good at it. Oh, and thank Jordan, you. What are you, Jordan, what are you scraping? Yeah, just Jordan, doing are you blow on our podcast? My rant? Yeah, Jordan. <laughs> what? If you're chopping up class A's, fat lines, you gotta share. What's going fat. on here? Oh, just a little allegedly. Oh, smoking a bone, huh? That's yeah. Just a little, just a little bit of real bad guy shit. Uh, yeah. How was how was the how was the show, John? Are you getting Christmas crowds yet? No, it's great. Christmas awesome. in the UK for comedy is the best because all of the works parties have canceled, so it's just people who like going to comedy. That's great. That's what Gareth was saying. He was saying that a bunch of them are canceling. He had like a bunch of shows pulled next week. Oh yeah, like this week is crazy because it's Wednesday to Saturday, but it was supposed to be like more shows than this. Oh, it was supposed to be wild. Wow, why is everyone pulling out? Because there's no office parties. That thing. So it's not office. So it's literally just people who want to go to comedy on a. Is that because of the work from home thing? I don't. No, no. Like that's just what's been going on. It's wild. Yeah. Weird. That's. I mean, it's wonderful. I don't wish fucking office parties on anybody. I know but... it's great. I this only is, just uh... now realized uh, that uh, Joe Lysett was in the other room. Huh. And I didn't go say hi to him. I totally uh, don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. This is fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. The return think... of online Christmas parties. King Geo said he had a nice one last year. But I, I like I said earlier, I did I did stand up at an online Christmas party last year with Keith Farnan, and, and it was a uh, it was work. It was it was work. Oh yeah. I had a few of those. I gotta tell you, I don't miss Zoom gigs at all. I loved when people were like they're gonna stick around. I like that we've kept doing this, but like mm. I'm amazed that people are still doing Zoom gigs. Now, if you excuse me, gentlemen, I have to go blow my nose or okay. I'm about to cover this microphone in mucus. Yeah, you are stuffed. Did John already do his set? Yeah. Yeah, he just came in from his show. So where he is right now, it's eleven PM. Right. Yeah. In- He's at a wonderful club. If you ever get a chance to go to Glee Birmingham, great club. Really nice. Take care of the comics. Rooms beautifully set out. Uh, money's good. They're nice. Love it. Can't say enough good things about the Glee. Speaking of uh, clubs, uh, you do you have your heckler's date booked? Not yet. They're waiting because apparently uh, Just for Laughs is recording something at the club soon, and he's like, "I gotta, I gotta book Just for Laughs in first. And he's like, "That's fair. I get that." So, uh, so Just for Laughs is gonna get their date, and uh, and then they're gonna figure out when I'm doing my recording after that. But hopefully, I might get to record on that just for last thing too. So, John, how did your set go? It was good. I was hosting, so it was always very comfortable. Uh, John Roberts is with the. That is insane. Anyway, I um, show was fine. I was hosting very su- like a couple of wild cats in and one group of people that were real dicks uh mm-hmm. threatened cancer on them threatened one of them ca- yeah i wish you, you cancer i oh, wish okay. you cancer That's threat threat implies that you could give it i wish bear in mind, a well-meaning gesture too applause yeah. brene this is don't fuck with me i got an applause and i literally 
like so one of the, I was like, oh, you guys are gonna talk about this on. Uh, it was just had the rhythm of a joke, but I said, you guys on Monday are gonna talk about. Oh, oh we had banter. Well, I'll be at home wishing you all had cancer, and literally just like, yeah, and then just like anger over here, and then everyone was like, oh yeah, we just wanted them to get cancer. Yeah. Well, so you made a rhyme. People that. fucking love a rhyme. They like that too. Yeah. People love know, a rhyme. I... An in the moment rhyme. This dude's a genius. I that... painted painting with words. I did. So when I, I hosted at Heckler's last weekend and um, I did crowd work, just crowd work, just fun, playing, getting laughs, setting the, setting the show up. And the number of people that came up to me afterwards being like, the way you just talk to those people. That was... Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, they just don't do it here. Well, I think it's also, we came up in a place, well, now I need water. It's a real John, so unprepared. Well, they didn't give me a bottle of water. Here's this bottle of water. Yeah. I just ran it and came right on the screen. We came up in Montreal, and Jimbo always insisted the host had to do all crowd work. That's why. Jimbo never let me host. I learned it in the UK. Well, shit on my dick. Pardon me, I'm going to get some water. Go get him, bud. Oh, uh, Chris, I, I was thinking about you the other week because um, uh, actually it was a couple weeks ago, uh, the night, the last time we did a stream together, I went to go to the Bradenburg Concertos by Bach. Oh, that's right. How was Bach? It was, uh, it was great. Like the piece itself, um, there's like one movement where, <laughs> where, uh, the ensemble just dies down and it's just the harpsichordist do, doing like this 10 minute shred essentially <laughs> it was like watching a, a metal solo go off it was amazing um but afterwards uh the group of people i was with we want to um get a drink and ended up at grumpy's nice. and it was it was surreal how little the place changed um including like the corner where uh like one of the owners um, hangs out. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. I think his name's like Gern or like. Oh, Gern. Yeah. Oh, he's not an owner. He's just he's just been around. Well, he was like, yeah. It was it was that same whole crew of people in one corner, but um, also a newly like disgraced uh, person who got like canceled in the writing community that has just like joined the not Gern, but just like the whole fray of. Like sad men. <laughs> One of the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. He looked uh, rough. Put put it in put it in the chat because I can't remember. You know who uh, I'm talking about. We used to see him at Sparrow. I, I know the two. What are we talking about right now? Uh, Jordan Jordan went to. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um, uh, Jordan went to Grumpy's after a Bach concert because life demands juxtaposition. All right, and and, um, and he said that uh, uh, he was blown away by how little it had changed because it is a time capsule. Yeah, it doesn't change. Gern was in the corner with a semi-recently disgraced uh, creative writing teacher. Uh, so, oh, the, is it the guy who I think it is? Probably in the private chat. <laughs> that dude sucks. Nope. Yeah. I remember he was, I remember, uh, cause he used to come into Sparrow all the time when I was working there and, um, I watched him be a young woman's rock bottom, uh, where oh, she was God. like, Oh, go fuck yourself with this story. Already, oh, no, this no, story. No, that one, the other one, his like acolyte. Um, I know the one you're talking about. He was also disgraced, but he wasn't the one in the bar. Um, 
but yeah, so it was the uh, um, this girl. She used to come in uh, on the poetry nights, and she was like hippie, like one of those uh, um, just loose, flowing everything, writing stuff. Uh, weirdly, regularly, like very sheer shirt with no bra. I don't know what sort of sexual liberation thing she was going through, but she was hooking up with this guy who was her teacher. Uh, she was probably nineteen. And um, oh, this fucking yeah dork. there you go that's the one this bully that's the one. Oh, gross so she well, goes away and I, I just quickly say it's such a beautiful thing to watch the deep well of uh disgust that john is able to dredge up for these things it's listen i'm an artsy fartsy i'm an artsy fartsy ass and it's these fucking neck beards that are giving me and my kind a bad fucking name yeah all right yeah, I have a cool. I have a favorite World War One era playwright because I like those kind of plays, not because I'm trying to fuck anyone. Yeah, do you remember, do you remember that movie Sideways? Yes, I it, do. This, this movie is like it, it's like if they made a sequel to that movie, and you find out the guy's just like a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <fuck laughs> I always assume everyone played by Paul Giamatti is a fucking creep. Yeah. I gotta tell you, Paul Giamatti. I saw him walking down the street in Toronto once, and it was like the sun only shone for him. It was the weirdest. He was in yeah. like a full white suit, and he was just going, you're telling me the whole city's just like this? I'll never forget that. And I was like, what a weird man Paul Giamatti must be. Like, it was so weird. I wanted to run into him when he was uh, recording, when he was filming that movie that they were recording at Grumpy's. The um, Who was the writer that was there? Uh, it was, the it was uh, yeah, exactly. Mordecai yeah, Mordecai Mordecai. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when uh, when they were recording that, I was hoping to to see him because he shut down my fucking favorite bar for weeks. I'm trying to really trying did to get I didn't even know any about that. He he personally did. He they didn't even want to shoot there. He's like, I'm only doing this movie if I can yeah. grumpies. There's yeah. a guy there's a guy named Ram, and I want to make sure he doesn't <laughs> talk to anyone for a bit. <laughs> but yeah, we know Here's we the weird thing. Here's the weird thing is that I remember being so much older younger than ram like i remember like ram was an old mm. weird man and now we are the same age this is the problem <laughs> you know what it's i mean also, like it's also weird too because i feel like dive bars um it's either like an actual dive bar or it's a dive bar that's become popular right because mm. it's actually... like most most bars you go back to that are shitty uh, even if you go back and it hasn't changed in 20 years, it's because they're working with very low overhead, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I miss the grumpies of before it became like a comedian's hangout and everything like that, when it was literally like this weird musician's bar that mm. was like kind of full of plateau hipsters that were Anglo, so they didn't really like drinking there. Mm -hmm. And like, it just became a scene. And then it just sort of always sort of remained there. At like that level, and I just liked it when it was like a little like it used to be a little less quiet. It could be a quiet bar, yeah. Like you could take it over. I oh, had a great. We, on a, had a blast. we went on a Tuesday. It was actually uh, they had trivia night, but it was still pretty quiet. But they, uh, they would have to... not had trivia night oh, on Tuesday. Tuesday you piece of shit, gloves, buddy. Tuesday, yeah, take those gloves those off. Gloves. <laughs> but uh, he um, apparently last time I was there was just you know three years ago, I guess. Um, they were saying that it got popular again. It goes through these like waves, yeah, of being like everyone hates it and they go drink somewhere else, and then all of a sudden they go, "Oh, what's this cool bar where the bartender's so mean to me?" 
and then it's full and apparently it was just full of mcgill kids for the last like year oh yeah before i got right. there and uh, i remember walking in and being like the reason that i knew they were right is because everyone was polite during drop the gloves everyone was just listening and i was like this isn't this isn't the bar i know and love oh my god it used to be because i did it before it was a, they knew it was a comedy open mic it was just mm. a fucking it was just an actual open mic. There were poets. We had poets. Oh, I had poets. We had oh, all that. We had, we had musicians. Oh, we had Highland dancers. We yeah, had a I, deaf rapper called MC you know Puzzle. Have we have we not waxed lyrical about drop the gloves on this very program recently? So we must we have. Jordan, do you know what we're talking about? I don't think so. No. That's the okay, Tuesday so open I, mic. That's where so we did our performance. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Montreal was such a small Arch. scene when I started. They Deanne Smith, Dan Bingham, and another guy named Peter Radomski all I just. Know Peter. Oh, we all know Peter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hates my guts. Literally hates my guts to to this day. Like will not speak to me. Hates mm. my guts. Cheers. He shook my hand because I bought a hundred CDs off of him. Oh, uh, was he one of the wild music collectors that you had to go to their house and? Nope. No, you just came in with them. Okay. Then, what? Uh, he, was, he was absolutely shocked when I knew uh, who he was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I used to hang out all the time at uh, uh, the Comedy Works and uh, Comedy Nest. Like, I've seen you host like 20 times. You being wild. <laughs> so funny. Uh, what, um, is the, what, what is the fucking movie? I'm looking it up right now. There was a movie, Ghost World. So I remember talking to Peter and he was like, my only goal is to not become Steve Buscemi in Ghost World. He's like, I just need to keep that at an arm's length because that's too sad. Yeah. But I remember, and I remember saying to him, I was like, that's who you remind me of. And he was very hurt. <laughs> but it was, oh. yeah, he's what absolutely got that vibe. Fucking cock that is. Where do I, yeah, it's like, where do I recognize you from? Any character portrayed by Steve Buscemi is not like, <laughs> Thanks. You know what I mean? So, so uh, this guy I'm friends with um, who owns like... Is it me? No. Oh. But his name does start with a J. Oh, his, is it me though? His name's Jeremy. Oh, um, it's always me. And yeah, he, he's, uh, he runs like the big store in Victoria that I used to buy records from as a teenager. And um, over the years, he's given me advice, but he's, he's definitely, you know, he kind of gives me a tough love approach of working at record stories. Like, he said things like, "If if you want to, if you want a record store to survive, you're gonna have to be there 16 hours a day, seven days a week, or else it's not gonna fucking work." I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I want more out of my life than just that. But, um, <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, we'll, we'll check in from time to time. He's like, "How's the store going?" I'm like, "Oh, it's okay." Like, you know, like I'm getting like sales are picking up. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's good. I just bought a house." Uh, so, so he's like pro capitalist, but he, I remember he would always say things like. Man, I'm so sick of when people are talking about high fidelity and asking me if my life's like high fidelity because yes, it is my fucking life. And <laughs> I was, I, I, I was thinking about that in context of like where I'm at now in my late 30s. I'm like, oh shit, like I work at a record store, I have relationship problems. But then I'm like, oh yeah, but there's a scene in that movie where John Cusack is just in his living room, depressed, splayed out with like hundreds of records all around him. It's a huge apartment. I'm like, I don't even have the time to yeah. be depressed or like I don't have the money. So uh, my life does not look like that. I, I wish depression could look like you just 
don't go Did. into work for two weeks. And then, and then you go and visit Catherine Zeta-Jones and ask her why she stopped sleeping with you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Just the, yeah. <laughs> here's the weird thing. is I read – that's one of the ones I read the book of before I watched the movie. And so mm -hmm. I started the movie, and I was – and as soon as I started, I was like, no, they got it. Everything is wrong. Yeah. Go fuck oh, yourself. Oh, really? And yeah, I was like – I couldn't get past the first five minutes. I was like, no, you did yeah. it wrong. It's oh, wow. Wrong. Who wrote that book? Nick Hornby. Nick Hornby. Okay. Jinx, buy me a Coke. <laughs> there's, no, there's no Jack Black when wacky antics, that's for sure. I know. And also, they got those guys wrong because those guys are not Jack Black and that other guy. Like, record store aggressors. Yeah. It's their nerds. No. Hmm. They're like they're they're like they're the bully they're, they're the small bully without the big bully. They have no back. Yeah. They're just going, hey, 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 you know what I mean? Like that's what they are. Yeah. They're shitheads. Also known as open mic comedians also could yeah. definitely be very similar vibe. Oh yeah. A lot of people faking injuries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, that movie was just like I, I rewatched it recently and it's holy shit. I I, I really think some men probably watch that movie twice a year there's something that's very unhealthy about that movie <laughs> guaranteed yeah yeah i mean i remember watching it a lot like i loved it when i was a kid i wanted to work in that record store but then i wanted to work in empire records and that was that felt like a healthier choice it's, but, it's, the tim robbins character is kind of funny though that whole, like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty sweet move. Yeah. He's, when he's picturing all the the sex that is no one is having better sex than my ex girlfriend is having with Tim Robbins right now. <laughs> he's, got, like, he's like male pattern baldness, but has a ponytail and his hair's all gray. It's great. Only listens to whatever world music is hot at the moment. Uh... <laughs> most people actually still exist and they live in a city called montreal Quebec. yes do you know <laughs> oh my god i have to say this about montreal because i spent four months there in the summer of twenty twenty. oh jordan if i had known you had a record store i could have popped in i used to run around the plateau all the time wow. the one thing that montreal's abundance of is a lot of guys just stopping and watching kids sports do you know what i'm saying do like, that. I fucking love watching kids sports. <laughs> yeah, but like one or two guys, we're talking like 10 yeah. to 15 guys. And it's just oh, okay. like, yeah. I also like, know you? It, it has that. And it also has possibly those same 10 to 15 guys who will literally spend two hours on a Sunday just looking into a construction like excavation. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> just literally all brought coffee, like a bunch of guys with mugs from their homes that they walked with. Uh, yeah, well. Oh, they got the girders up. Yeah, they know what they they say. This project's budgeted at two billion. <laughs> They're not getting it done for three. I'm like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. teach geography. You know nothing of construction. You <laughs> fucking asshole. Yeah, Montreal's definitely got a lot of strange male archetypes. I don't know, like if every city does in its its own way, like. But I, Montreal feels more than any city I've been to. It's like, oh, these people like got weird to a point where. They don't even realize they're weird, which makes well, Montreal them... is a world unto itself. It's a yeah. it's a kingdom in a kingdom. Like there's still like Montreal is one of the few places that still has genuine local celebrities. Yeah. Yes, sure. that's exactly correct, Steve Money. You've nailed it. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah, like it's Montreal is one of the few places of um like do you remember the band Lakes of Canada? Yes, yes, fuck you. Never they're like no. No. they they like they drew a crowd, but like in Montreal. 
Yeah, of course. Then that was like, but people would be like, I remember hanging out because I knew the I knew the singer fairly well because he used to hang out. He was like dating a comic for a while, and so he'd be at shows a lot. And I he used to drink at the Sparrow as well, and so like I knew him to hang out with. But every now and then we'd just be sitting having a bar, and some fucking stranger would just be like, oh, "Are you Jake from Lakes of Canada?" I'd be like, "Really? He's just <laughs> he just lives here. Like it's not it's, you can just see him. He's at the depth. Like don't." But yeah, they fucking love it. There's a whole there's a whole scene there, which I think is magical. I think that's like a wonderful thing. It's uh, it's dead, it, and the only person who gets recognized is Charlotte Calbert. Who? Oh, I, don't, I don't know that guy. Who's that? Charlotte, Charlotte Calbert. Oh, she okay. So she's French. Good. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a beef with her, but she doesn't. She's not aware of it because she she was like part of. Can this we be aware of it? Come on, yeah, come sure. on, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. I, I'm like, I'm sick of and stuff, but she she was part of this like multi million dollar um, BMW campaign they did with just like following artists around town. Um, but like the only reason the artists are showing them around town is because they're getting paid a shit ton. So got a call from yes, John. I just loved how you went. You didn't even dignify it with this artist. You just yeah. went artist, <laughs> like like just not even. Alleged artist. That, just that's that's not she my. She would say that. Oh. Those, are, those aren't my quotation marks. Those are BMWs because they have a certain type of person they're wanting to cast for the um, the the ads, right? Like they don't mm-hmm. they don't want somebody who actually sleeps in a closet uh, in a three and a half. They need somebody who's like an artist, but is very uh, presentable and like her her music is not great uh in, in my opinion but she she's like pretty rich um i think probably okay. uh because she like worked for years as a model one uh i think she was like on star academy which is basically quebec's american idol of course um but anyways like she was well known even before this but at bmw is falling around this artist uh going uh throughout the city in a really new uh, whatever BMW model they were advertising as part of the commercial. And um, her team said, like, we want uh, to film in your store. Uh, we want Charlotte Cardin to come looking for records because uh, uh, she says it's her favorite place in Montreal. And I was like, that's not true because I've never seen her here <laughs> in my Please life. Tell me you didn't you didn't say that to yeah. the producer. You were just no. like, yeah, that's great. Um, but they they did this dumb thing where they uh, already set our site as the shop to um, film in, even though we hadn't agreed to it. So they had no backup plan. And I was at first thinking of like, okay, well, like, what can you guys pay sort of thing? And then I, was, I talked to a friend about it and I thought about it some more. And I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like the whole thing just seemed weird because it was like they're monetizing the cultural cachet of like a neighborhood for like selling fucking cars. And they have this whole thing where the band plays in front of a garage on St. Peter. That's part of like this really kind of commodifying that's like gone into, you know, Milan's being gentrified, uh, the the neighborhood that my, uh, where they were filming, this has been gentrified a lot in the last uh, 10 years, but it, but even more so now. And um, so I, I actually, I called their bluff and I said, listen, I'm only going to allow you guys to film in here if you give a $5,000 donation to the mission. And nice. 
they're like, oh, that's probably too much. I don't know if we can swing that. And I was like, well, then sorry, it can't happen. And they're like, well, let me check. And then within a minute, they're like, yeah, no problem. Like that's how much wow. money. We have. Of course, it's BMW. Yeah, like BMW billions. We can't yeah. afford it. Is that anyway, true? No, it's not so, true. We can totally afford it. Yeah. So they they came with a film crew on an afternoon, uh, gave her a record to hold have her pretend to go through the bins do a shot of the outside of her buying the record from the store and then hopping back into her car and it was like yeah like if you watch the ad it's like structured to make it look as if the person's doing all these things but yeah it was just so fake and and then yeah i don't know and then i checked out her music too and i was it just all the whole package just rubbed me the wrong way you know do you remember which album they made her buy i i don't even know if you see it in the ad uh i, I Did think she actually buy it no, no, they just use the record as a prop and they give it back to me after. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. I wonder, I wonder which one they picked. I like that this was described as we are in a feud. Um, yeah. <laughs> Even she had no a, say Jordan, in it. BMW. Jordan, all <laughs> I, I think you have a feud with BMW and capitalism, my friend. I think this, <laughs> this nice French chalteuse, which might mean singer or might mean... I'm mispronouncing charcuterie. Um, chanteuse. I don't think chanteuse. What does that mean? Oh, that's that's singer. Chanteuse right. is a singer. Chartreuse is a delicious aperitif. Oh, it is a very good aperitif. This is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I recommend yellow. What? Like just as a color? <laughs> just as a chartreuse. There's green. There's yellow. Yeah, but look at her. You're right, though. I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a problem with her, but. Um... Feud ended. We did it, you guys. Feud ended. <laughs> We're settling beefs here. Yeah. Totally nothing wrong with taking money from BMW for your own personal gain. Nothing. Nothing at all. But you didn't. Oh. You got five grand for the mission. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's a great, also, that's great work. Also, what's the mission? Uh, it's just a place where they supply like food and shelter items for uh people without houses and stuff in the neighborhood sounds great sounds good yeah. to me i mean I, that's what I, I assumed it was yeah i assume she matched my donation too with the proceeds she made from bmw just to keep it i assume I hope so. yeah no way uh <laughs> um just okay there's there's some comments on the green chartreuse green chartreuse is also excellent i just happen to like yellow right not here to shit on green green chartreuse is fantastic um let me ask you this. Do you, I don't donate to charity. I just, when I decide, I just really am, I just give to a bunch of homeless people. Like, I'll just be like, if I'm walking by and I got five minutes, or if I'm going in for a coffee, mm-hmm. I now try and be like, how you doing, boss? Would you like one? And here's the weird thing. In London, a lot of lattes, which I got, I just, it's very, it's still weird, because you, you still have the hobo, like, oh, just black coffee, I gotta jump a train. I'm like, uh, oh, a cappuccino would be great, actually. You're like, Oh yeah, you why, are, not, why not splurge? You know, why not treat yourself? Get yourself something a little extra because I bet they buy themselves black coffee from Pret. And so when it's, it's someone else that you're offering, hell yeah, buddy. Hey, buddy, I'm not. Listen, if the boss is buying, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying don't get a double. That's right. Get out that get out that corporate debit card. Oh, there is nothing <laughs> as it's one of the best things Henry Rollins has ever said, which is. The, my, what is my favorite food is free lunch. Yeah. There's nothing better <laughs> than free lunch. Like, especially if it's like, or like, I don't really drink in the daytime, but when in, in my twenties, if it's like, we're going to a bar in like, and someone else, it's like, oh, we're getting drunk. We're going to be very, this is going to be bad. 
funny. I remember when um when Laurent Perrier brought me out to their vineyard. Um we stopped in Paris. So it was a bunch of bartenders got onto the Eurostar, um, uh, took the train over to Paris. When we were on the train, the rep who took us on the tour opened up his two suitcases. There were no clothes in there. It was all bottles of champagne. Can I also champagne just say the way you yeah. took a the way you took a pause? It didn't sound like you said uh, rep who. It, it sounded like you went repu. Repu. <laughs> the repu. Took us. Uh, 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 he was like, oh, open the cases. And he's like, I want all these bottles gone by the time we get to Paris. And it's like, all right. Why? Gone. Why? I, I look back on this. And I've been part of these <laughs> stupid things before. I you know, may or may not have attended a bachelor party where it was just decided we would just try and finish all of the beer we bought. Like, mm-hmm. it was just a thing of, like, oh, there's an off-license at the Bristol train station, too. Oh, we bought all this beer. Can we finish all this beer by the time we get to Bristol? We probably shouldn't. Or we definitely could. Oh. oh. And we will. The Wade Boggs Challenge. But we... So we did that. Drank all the champagne. He took us to our hotels. He's like, you got a half an hour. Get changed. Get ready. We're going out for lunch. Fuck you. No. An hour Holy at least. Holy shit. This was the best food I've ever had in my life. Took us to like what you want a Parisian restaurant to be. Mm-hmm. Everyone was snooty and beautiful and aloof. And the food was like uh, uh, only time I've ever ate escargot. Um, champagne constantly flowing. Beautiful beef dishes. Uh, vegetables were unbe- everything was soaked in butter. It was unbelievable. But also the kind of thing that I couldn't have enjoyed if it wasn't being paid for by a champagne house. Yeah, it was like. If I had paid for this, I would have been stressed. Yeah, I feel like even if I had a lot of money, if I paid for it, I would have been stressed. But I was like, these guys literally own a whole champagne company. I'm going to eat everything, and I'm going to have the best day of my life. It was unbelievable. That free meal. Do you think this is going to be one of those memories that carries on until your like last final years? You'll remember this for the rest of your life? I feel like a lot of my memories are going to be free trips that booze companies took me on. <laughs> I mean, if you looked at, if you kind of just the math on comedy, my entire life is a free trip around the world that booze companies are paying for. Like, <laughs> never forget anyone. No comedy, uh, no one, no comedy club owner has ever gotten rich because of ticket sales or liquor <laughs> salesman is what we are. Yeah, that's what Mark Maron said. He's like, we're here to sell drinks. I used to think I was an artist. We're here to sell drinks. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's why <laughs> David Tell was like a club headliner for years before he had any TV credits because he figured out if I just uh, do an entire act that makes people want to get really boozed up, mm. they'll bring me back because I sell a lot of booze. And that's what he did. That's why he, like his whole persona was like, doing shots on stage and stuff like that was to like keep the like he like had the bar record everywhere like thousands of dollars more than anyone else wow that makes it that's like um uh the glenn wool i was talking to glenn about um my album and he was like buddy just remember you're telling jokes to truckers that's if you want those radio spins you want serious to play your record a lot it's jokes for truckers, man. That's that's no, where my joke. money comes from. That's I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to say this right now. I really like Glenn, and every comic of his generation does this. That sounds like advice. Yeah, doesn't mean anything in the world, and is not helpful at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's not jokes just for truckers. It's just jokes that they're just playing. They just need content. There's no one. Yeah. There's no one going. The truckers hate this. No, what are you fucking talking about? <laughs> right. I just. It's there's something about people that were stand-ups in the 2000s in the Bush years in London. Yeah. They all wax poetic very beautifully. But if you're actually like you take a second, you go, "What the fuck did that actually mean?" <laughs> Isn't there, there's got to be some sort of sense of uh, demographic checking. I'm sure, I'm sure there's like when you stop into Flying J's uh, in the States, there's a section where it's like Yo Mama jokes, but they're all like truck themed, you know? Oh, your mama's rig is so fat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that being a good trucker demographic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ma- your mama's so stupid it takes her more than seven turns to get an 18-wheeler out of the parking lot. <laughs> oh, you got her! Pow, 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 pow! Fuck you! Insecure truckers who don't know how to uh, roast people and want to get better. Yeah, <laughs> you know our other truckers. Um, I'm gonna be right back. I'm gonna go. What are you gonna do? So, Jordan, what are we doing for Christmas, buddy? Yeah, I'm uh, gonna spend a day of doing nothing with my girlfriend, and then that's fun. And then. I reopen the store for Boxing Day, and then I spend the next two days doing an entire tax quarter for the store. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got my, as it always happens, like all my accountants check in. Hey, John, uh, here's your income tax. You know, good. Let's start my least favorite part of the year. I used to be so bad with that shit only up until the last two years. Like, I hadn't filed taxes for about seven years. <laughs> my mom gave me a couple of legs up in the world and one of them was just made me start filing taxes when i was 18 so i just yeah do it and i've always done it so i've never had like back tax i've never had any problems and it's been yeah. great because i've moved a lot and also in covid oh fuck did that save my ass yeah um, I, I just loathe the process of getting everything together so much that even just like I, I could have afforded to take it to like H and R block or something. I just didn't even want to. Like that's how much uh, I hate numbers and you know some people love it's, it. It's it's just it's so much work for no reason. It's so much work to be like there. It's done. And it's one of those things where like yes, I could just do a little bit of it every month, but I'm not going to, and I don't want to. I, I've had these like totally uh, selfish moments where my girlfriend had to remind me. It's like no, like this is part of. <laughs> living in a quasi-socialist country where I'm just like, why doesn't the government just do our taxes for us? It's bullshit. Like the fact that um, I'm going to be spending 16 hours uh, doing that at the end of the month, is I, I, it fills me with such dread. But I so usually have an account podcast and work through it, so it's fine. What I do in my move is uh, I just take a day. I usually do a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and I just find the like stupidest thing to watch that's also so long and bang it on i watched patrick melrose that way that was i'll never forget the tax year of 2019 because patrick melrose far darker and more engrossing than i imagined whoa whoa i've never even heard of patrick melrose no it's not uh it's not good it's about a man who's addicted to heroin uh, because his uh father was a sexual predator Oh, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. I remember the picture from this. It's really good. But that's all I remember. It's haunting. It fucks you up. Benedict Cumberbatch 
is in everything. Hey. And I respect that. Thank you so much for subscribing. Oh, thank you. you. Thank you, Alex Watson. Uh, Chris. No. Taxes. No. Uh, this is the greatest Chris <laughs> comment ever. Because, ladies and gentlemen, nothing in the world makes me more furious than he his ability to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if you've ever filed taxes. I would and be, it's I none wouldn't. of your business. That's See, this is the thing. <laughs> That's the answer. It's none of fuck you. <laughs> I wouldn't be I'm not gonna ask him. I'm not gonna ask him a goddamn thing. Jordan is now Jordan. throwing Jordan's, Jordan's throwing dead. up. <laughs> Oh, choking on I'm not gonna. Pictures. I'm not gonna ask him. I just want you, everyone in the chat, everyone look at me. I would not be surprised if in 20 years it just comes out you've never filed taxes anywhere. <laughs> I also, by the way, wouldn't be surprised if it just came out your name was not Chris Betts. Like it would just be like, oh no, I, my name is yeah, my name is actually technically uh, Elijah Muhammad. Uh, <laughs> Like it would just be so wild. <laughs> yeah, I've heard you tell that Woodford Reserve stripper story about like yeah. times now. This is like one of your go-to stories to hide your past. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm uh, like a I'm, I'm I'm Robert California. <laughs> you don't even know my real fucking name. I'm the Lizard King. John, what what if you found out Chris had a past life? What do you think it would have that actually be like? What's a good? I think it would just be another mundane, normal life. I, I think it. Here's my guess of what it would be. Um, he has. Like I don't think. Like he. He just switched yeah, yeah. lives, just because he was like, I can do that. Uh, I, I would not That'd be surprised. Kind of I would do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think Chris might have three kids. That, that no. Here's the weird thing: is it's. It's. I don't think it's that. Like it's not a like. No one is being harmed by this. Okay. It is a game he's playing with himself. Do you understand? <laughs> There's, there's no, like, you know what's crazy about this? It's all making sense. Like, this is like, this is a hundred percent what's happening. Yeah. I mean, these are all, they, I mean, you're my friend. So you're, you're active. You're accurately recognizing parts of me, which is that I would absolutely live a life just to amuse myself. But um, I'm, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to neither confirm nor deny. Uh, I want you also all to know your COVID experience with a wife yeah. Is so different than what you, if you had been alone, I shudder to think what would have happened. Like it first of all, there you would have been there wouldn't have you'd gone. Like I don't oh, yeah. think I would I like I would be just hearing from you now. Like, where have you been? And the answer would be like, Well, where haven't I been? Yeah, I would have been I would have I would have gone some places. I wouldn't have been in London, that's for damn sure. I told Sidaf that a few times. I was like, if I was single, this would have been very different. I would have been I mean, I assume you were saying that to her every night of the fucking week. You were just like, <laughs> if you, oh my God. Also, why did, oh, because, oh, I, of course, there was a bunch of things tethering you to. Yeah. I just remembered that whole year. Oh, yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to go into detail because it's not my story to tell. But you know what? Me understanding that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. I, I, I feel yeah. like I, it wouldn't be like, it would be grim in this weird way where you would have gained 150 pounds, but it would all be muscle. Because you'd just be like furiously bench pressing 
No, I, I, I would. I would actually. Agree. I would be in really good shape if I had been alone during it. I would just disagree. Day. Disagree entirely. Yeah. I would say you would just be normal, thin, Chris. There would have been a lot more drinking, and there would have yeah. been a lot of smoking, and a lot of yeah. like woodsy activities. I broke a lot of sticks. Um, started a lot of fires. Yep. Yep. Would have hitchhiked? Would have for sure hitchhiked? What? You'd be the scariest person to pick up. I used to hitchhike all the time. I loved hitchhiking. That was when you were a sweet, fresh-faced boy. That's true. That's true. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, I just would have been picked up by other creepy dudes. And they would have been like, you want to murder that girl? And I'd be like, no. No, I just want to get where I'm going. But thanks, man. You're, you're, you're facial profile and silhouette would look like how they warn cars not to pick up hitchhiking. <laughs> Did I tell you the, the 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 best response I ever got while hitchhiking was a woman who was driving past and she looked at me and just went <laughs> yep, totally understand. Totally get it. <laughs> I never hitchhiked for the simple reason and I, I'm ready for the entire chat to go, oh, you know yourself, John. No one's picking me up. You'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. I mean, maybe not now. I feel like there's a, if you're if you are older, then it's like it's a harder sell. I, I think. But if you've done it when you were younger, you'd be shocked, man. I think People there's just, certain men who would want you to ride front seat with them, John. If you know oh. what he means. I don't know what he means. What does he mean? They're tired also, and they need to stay awake because it's a long drive, you know. And you look like my, somebody who can help with that. Give them a. I'm just, I'm, a I'm just stretching my wrist. Relief. I'm just stretching my wrist right now. That's all. Uh, I don't like any of that. Uh, I just want to say I got I got uh, picked up mostly by hitchhikers, by people who hitchhiked when they were younger. Uh, it's like a uh, thing that truckers and hitchhikers. They were all they were. All, I remember, and then they would tell me all their stories from hitchhiking, and they would ask me where I'd been and stuff. So I just want to return to the various things that are could be a hundred percent true. By the way, which is uh, coming in from Mr. Steve Mooney by Chris uh, Betts. Uh, that is three families. You could have three families. Uh, coming in from Alex Watson. Just at least seven kids out there. I got to disagree with that. There's no kids, but there could like it literally could be yeah. just there's a woman who was about to cut into a Denver omelet, and Chris went, "Very nice, Mary, being married to you, but um, this is just part of the process." And like you were for some reason wearing headphones and then you take oh, them off. Oh, I was definitely wearing headphones. So it's definitely, yeah, you're definitely wearing <laughs> headphones. Um, I actually like this. Back to Mr. Steve Mooney. Uh, I think Chris and Sadaf are Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which, mm. by the way, is a movie I don't believe anyone has seen. But, but we all know the premise. Of course. Yeah. It's a man who cheats on his wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I actually think that um, Richard Wright has it nailed. Uh, probably just gone kayaking, but never clarified where you did the kayaking. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Richard Wright wins. That's what exactly would have happened. You would have done very irritating things like that. I went canoeing. Well, where? Where would you think I would go canoeing? I'm like a lake. I want to know which lake. Like, it would be like your taxes. That's my business. Yeah, it's a, business. It's a, it's yeah. a childish way to respond <laughs> to your friend. Wait, so being a, just to clarify, you won't even say whether or not you do taxes every year? Yeah, it's none of your business. It's uh, nobody's business but mine. What about, does Sadaf know? Uh, I, I've never told her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. But she just uh, she just knows not to ask. You know, that's that's a relationship. I mean, that's that's a relationship you're in. I would. Oh, yeah. I yeah. I for many reasons do not want to date you, and I feel like <laughs> this, the like no no talking about taxes would be like number one would be before the fact that we're our sexualities are not compatible with yeah. our deep and passionate need for l'amour. Um, mm. Oh, I'm bringing that back, by the way. Nice, Jordan. Did you know that? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> Right back at you. Okay. What are other things? I'm really loving this game because I think I got you pegged. Mm. Um, also, something Chris has never done, been pegged. That's true. I have had things put up my ass, but it was never attached to their pelvis. <laughs> well, it sounds like it was just a lamp. That's not where you hide the taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the A in VAT is ass. I'll let you See, fill in the other two. What I like about having Jordan on is Jordan kind of just sort of, he doesn't, he just, he's sort of, that, he's snacking, he's smoking, he's having a great time, and he's like a sniper, and he'll just come in, waka zoom, and then just like retreat into the trees. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, um, I'm, this I'm has been bothering me for over an hour. Can you tell me what that painting is behind you? It's been bothering me for over an hour. Oh, shit. Now it's going to, it's, uh, I mean, it'll become clear I didn't strategically place this here, so I'd have an excuse. I know what it is. I can tell by the corner. It's uh, my one of my band's album covers that a friend painted. Hard to get this at the right angle. <laughs> you're doing a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, you're doing like who are you? Me? This is what this is. We can't see the painting. We can just see less of you. There it is. There. It yeah. Is. There we go. Oh, Anyways, I is found that, out so that speaking of going back to prog rock, a lot of the great prog rock covers of the '70s were all done huge like that because in order to make it look wicked on a record size format it had to be painted large so chris go on to spotify or apple music i think i'm gonna have to cancel spotify guys i'm so fucking bummed yeah yeah man they're being dicks yeah shit i hate oh no Sorry, Oh, there yeah, it is. Like that's it. the album cover as a cover yeah. holy data album everybody get the holy data album i've got that on vinyl I bought it. It's a great album. That's good. I I'm I still don't care about vinyl. I don't I, care. I just I like it because there's no screen. That's my. I like I, it that I can listen to music without looking at my phone or my computer. I just put it like now. I have Bluetooth headphones, which I resisted getting because I thought Bluetooth technology was at its level that it was in 2004. Not realizing now it's actually like it's very simple and works really well. Yeah. Um, just didn't know. Just one of those things. Until you just let technology leaves your bodies, you just assume things. Anyway, I don't need to look at the screen at all. I'm walking all over the place. Headphones on. I keep leaving my phone almost in cafes because i'm like well i got I have my headphones in. I can't leave my phone and my headphones around. I'm like mm -hmm. you can, in fact, you can now do that. But how do you pick the music? That's the thing. Like I don't, I don't listen to playlists or anything. I'm picking album, album to album. Oh, I go. I have a bunch like was, of different was, playlists, and I can usually tell by my vibe. Like uh, earlier this month, I was having a bit of a time, um, and for a, a full week, I told Chris this, and I'll tell you that. See, Jordan, can you tell what's the similarity of these are the only bands I could listen to? Okay, uh, Crosby, Stills, okay. Nash and Young, Eagles. Pink Floyd, Television, Brian's Jones, Brian Jones Towns Massacre. What is the, what are the similarities in all of those bands? 
a lot of them hated each other. Makes beautiful music. All hate each other. There it is, right there. You guessed yeah. it, a hundred percent. It was the, and it was something about angry men making beautiful music. I was like, good. Uh, this level of not talking about our problems. Yes, sing another song about the flower. Oh, oh, oh! This song is about just sailing, and it's it's literally a song about sail. There's, you did the the second verse is just you and him eating grapes. God bless you, you coked, rattled maniacs. <laughs> oh man, there's this. Have you ever seen this um, clip of uh, Crosby and Nash? I don't know if Steven Stills with them in this performance, but they're doing wooden ships. But it's the '80s, and Crosby is fucked up. Oh my God, David Crosby is the mo- is the most unhealthy junkie I've ever seen in my entire. Like every junkie looks bad. He looks like. Yeah, I haven't seen him in years. Is he still alive? Yep, and he's the uh, paternal father of uh, Melissa Etheridge's kid, right? That I know. That I remember. Yeah. Are you guys ready for a really sad turn in the program? Oh no! What did the kid die? What? Fentanyl overdose. Oh. Yeah. I guess not, man. He died as he lived, doing fentanyl. I'm so I mean, sorry. That was an like... unnecessary joke. Why did I do that? Oh, what? no, I don't want to see his dad now. <laughs> no, Chris, no. You're being judged by David Crosby right now. <laughs> I deserve this. I deserve this. That guy really looks do. like he's eight miles old. No? You say okay. eight miles old? Yeah, the bird's eight miles high. Come on. Dude. Oh, Deep fuck. cuts. Deep mm. cuts. <laughs> so you want to be a reference star. <laughs> John, can I have some of your... Uh, okay. This is for John's that? reference. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. No, David. No, David. <laughs> no, David. Can we please... I, we're going to need to save David Crosby. Yeah, I'm going to save it now. Yeah, good, good, good. good. You this know, is you for Jordan. Jordan, great oh, reference. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Great reference, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's right, guys. There's still like there's still seven year old like boomer types who um, will come into the record store and then like start looking at some uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young uh, sometimes records. And I- I've had this happen five times by 500 people, but they'll just go on a tirade about how unfair Neil Young was to the band. <laughs> yes. And, and Jordan, I need you to know they're 100 yes. percent right. He was very unfair to that band. He was not an original member. He negotiated being in the name. Yeah. And then he stole their format and made Harvest. Well, you know what I think about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, David's smiling with me there. He's like, I agree with you. I agree with you too, David, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, you love crap. I don't know why, but I just love that Neil Young kind of treated them like shit. Because I read Graham Nash's autobiography and, oh, he's a pig. Who, Graham Nash? Oh, big time. He's like talking about um, the... Uh, sexual things that him and Joni Mitchell would do together. I'm like, I don't think she wanted this in a book, man. Early not. Joni Mitchell seems like a pretty private person. Yeah, yeah no shit. Also, Tiger Tiger, I kind, I do agree with you. I gotta tell you. I, I great album. agree with you. It's a great player. album. It's better than yeah. the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young albums, so it's alright. I mean, uh-huh. I they're mean, different like, albums, and even, you're also right, but they're different. You're not yeah. supposed to like it's every better. song on every album. Yeah. You're not supposed to. On the beach... That album, On the Beach by Neil Young, is better than the entire Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young catalog. 100% not true. That is 100% it not is, true. You're wrong. Deja, do not. I am 100% I I right. 
<laughs> and I will do this right now. You don't fucking come on this goddamn stream and talk fucking ill of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. All right. <laughs> Thank you, David. David, are you? David's with me. I'm gonna have to find I a like bigger it. picture. That's it's too thin. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, Jordan. this guy gets it. This is perfect. John, I'm sorry, I forgot about the format of this show. I need to respect the trios. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing here's the thing crosby stills nash and young brunch bar neil Di or neil young strawberry oh shortcake my bar God. That's, a, that's that good shit that's that good shit i got to agree with you actually i have to like crosby stills nash and young is very trapped in the 60s and is a really la band like every song is just sort of like like we're needlessly playing country and being overindulgent because the rent is cheap and like i just love it but yeah neil young is better because he took that and was yeah. like i'll do this but like it'll be about the fields and we're like it should be though neil you did it yeah are you gonna go make a synth album now two actually oh okay <laughs> Was it are you going to lose? Are you going to absolutely lose it? Oh, for sure. Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, he loses it. I love how many times Neil Young just Neil Young is like Bob Dylan. Where and I don't really get Bob Dylan, but Bob Dylan's clearly good sometimes and not yeah, good other times. Great. I was listening and, to his, his bootleg series the other day. The blood on the Wild. top one. Um, no, the uh, uh, the the collection that came out in the late '90s, the three oh, disc one. Cool. Yeah. Oh God, my neck. I am. Um, going to remember what we were just talking about oh god i'm so tired buddy you need to david crosby is disappointed in your lack of preparation <laughs> he, is, he is not impressed at all oh i'm so tired that was amazing yeah get your shit together oh david skeptical david wow the like narcotic I gotta tell you, that bit was worth it. I it's um, a fun bit. <laughs> I'm gonna propose we raid someone. Yeah, it's a good show. So yeah, I, we're 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 at like two hours now. Wow. Just about. I want to go to sleep. What's the deal? Are you guys stopping this soon? For a month? Yeah, we're starting. Uh, uh, tomorrow's the last day that we're doing it until the new year, until January third, because um, uh, John's Japanese friend is coming to visit him in the UK, so he's he's gonna be busy. Uh, and then um, uh, Al Ashley is going to be in Ireland visiting her family, uh, so and she wants to do family stuff. And uh, what I'm going to hang out. I might do some solo streams. Oh, I'm I'm glad because <laughs> the last two times when you've explained this to a guest, I don't know if it's, you've been aware of it. You've like in great detail explained what I'm doing, in great detail explained with Ashley, and then you just went, and I'm going to be alone. And then he's like, "Oh, fuck. well, I, I I sort of had took this opinion that I don't really care." Uh, what John's doing, unless the person he's hanging out with is Japanese. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, when, whenever, whenever he's in uh, Montreal, he hangs out with Mitts. And whenever you, you're friends with Mitts, I'm friends oh. with Mitts. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and John is best friends with Mitts. Oh, and who the hell is Mitts? Mitts Takahashi. Cool Japanese guy. Mitts Takahashi. Yeah, Mitts rules. What's this reference? Explain the reference. Just a cool Japanese guy in Montreal. Yeah. Oh, also, is that is it just that? Also, also who that? happens to be named after a very popular news anchor. Uh, not named after. They share the same name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Imagine that. Growing up, you're Mitz Takahashi. 
and you're like, I'm never going to get con- be confused for a Canadian celebrity. Then bam. Yep. Where, <laughs> where was Mitz Takahashi a newscaster? I, recently remember- I think uh, Montreal CTV. Oh, that's really good. I still like the background of this computer is a photograph of the newscaster uh, Max Keeping, who was the host of the news on CJOH. And it's the weird, it's him wearing a weird painted tie, just looking very sad at the ground. And I was like, why did he pose for this photo? And it, for some reason, makes me very, like, it makes me laugh. Be like, why did he do this? <laughs> <laughs> That's your Bradley Cooper eating Hagen Doss in uh, Leicester or Trafalgar Square. That's, That's my, like, that, that was my his, version of that. That was his promo photo? I don't know what it is. I just found it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I found it Googling. I like, Jordan, <laughs> look at me. Jordan, look at me. No, no, we're doing a different thing. Just look oh. at my eyes through the screen. Yeah. I love it so much. In the same way that my other computer, I got to find the photo again for 10 years, was a photograph of Jason Statham with two interns on the Opie and Anthony show. And in the background, Jim Norton is stood on a sofa, just making a very evil face. And they have no idea the photo is being ruined. And it, it improved my life. Those were better years than these years now. Yeah. Because every day I would open my computer and it would just be, oh, it's so good. I'm going to go find that photo. Um, unless Chris is about to bring it up right now because I can see him Googling and he's definitely Googling imaging something. Oh, my God. I think David Crosby is about to come up again. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, what, what I'm looking for right now, just because you, you made me think of um, uh, 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 weird pictures of people. I saw the poster for Guy Ritchie's new movie today, and I can't make heads or tails of the cast, and I wanted you to explain it to me. There it is. Here we go. Oh, my God. Guys, do you know what Nextdoor is? Is it like a food delivery service? No, it's like a like Facebook, but just for your neighborhood. And Oh, yeah. That's the snitch one, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And there are some people post such like clear scams. This person, hello, anyone available to come over and help me with my car? <laughs> that reminds me of the, okay. the, the scene in, in 30 Rock where Liz Lemon was hopped up on dentist drugs and oh, she kept asking yes. for Craigslist massages and then a <laughs> yeah. dude bangs on the door and she's she's alone. She goes, you're too late. I already killed her. <laughs> the guy outside yeah. goes, ah, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this movie already looks shit. That's inside baseball, Richard, and I love it. This looks like oh, they the- fused. This looks like they fused the transporter with the Great Gatsby. <laughs> Chris, Chris, right? Chris, it's look such at, a Chris. weird bunch of casting. Chris, are we going to explain the AAA reference? Because I don't want to. Uh, no, I don't think so. They can, oh, if they, they want to know, they can look it up. <laughs> no, then they they will need context that I refuse to share. I think, okay, so it's very interesting. I was listening to a podcast about Jeremy Thorpe, which was who Hugh Grant played in a very English scandal, which is on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend you all watch it. It's a great taint of the year. Like it's three hours long. It's I'm on the main. I'm on. Hugh Grant. Um, like really didn't play who he played against type in that movie. And now he's just in everything as like a guy. That's not like how Hugh Grant used to be. 
But besides that, I don't even know what this movie is or why I'd want to see it. Uh-oh, here comes a sneeze. <laughs> it's so he was in he was in did you see Guy Ritchie's last movie, The Gentleman? No. Pretty good. Not bad, better than the last few Guy Ritchie movies. But he plays like a a, a shitty tabloid reporter in it, kind of private investigator guy. And again, it's against type. He's not charming. He's slimy. Did a great job. Really enjoyed him in it. Loved him in Paddington 2 as well. But everyone who saw Paddington 2, by the way, starring friend amazing. of the stream, starring friend of the stream, Tim Fitzheim, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Fucking love Tim Fitzheim in that. Padding, uh, see Paddington 2. It's phenomenal. But um, this no, is like Guy I Ritchie. Not... I can't get, I can't figure out what the fuck he wants from this because it's Jason Statham, Guy Ritchie staple, uh, uh, Hugh Grant, new Guy Ritchie thing. But then it's Josh Hartnett, who I haven't heard of in 15 years. Oh, wow. Aubrey yeah. Plaza. Oh, pum, pum. Sorry. Uh, Bugsy Malone is a UK rapper. He was in The Gentleman as well. I actually really like him. He's cool. And I don't know. Oh, that's Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride. Ewells? Carrie Ewells? Yeah. On the bottom left in the sunglasses. Here's the What weird can thing. this movie possibly be with that cast? That's if four it, different movies. Chris, Chris, look at me. Two things. One, I just banged my elbow on my television. May have broken my television. Also, my elbow hurts. Two, <laughs> it could be a sequel to The Princess Bride. And it's <laughs> he's just the modern Dread Pirate Roberts. And if that is what this movie is, get ready for me to love a movie. If they've just made the Dread Pirate Roberts. By the way, if this movie isn't that. I'm very disappointed because I just invented a movie that I desperately want to see, which is a modern reimagining of the Dread Private Robert saga. That's what I want to see. Great. Is that what that movie is? Is that what I that watched is? the hell out of that? I wish it was. I mean, did oh you see? God, he's also he also did like a Hallmark Christmas movie with Brooke Shields. Man, that would be so. Who did? Fucking Carrie Ewell's Dread Pirate Roberts. I feel like he should have had a bigger career. Yeah, poor guy. He was in Saw. Saw was pretty big. Oh, he was in Saw. Who's he? Yeah, he bookended it. Ended uh, it. I didn't. I didn't see it because. Oh, was he the narrator? Was he reading Saw to his grandson? And then... <laughs> Grandpa, <laughs> and then... stop! This part's boring. Get to the part where they cut through their limbs. <laughs> Man, movies. All right. I need to go to sleep. I love you both very much. I I'm see you do this. It's so nice to see you too, Jordan. One day I will come visit you. I can't for wait real. for you to put your uh, sleeves in frames and take a photo and show me. Oh, buddy. It's going to be good. I'm going to decorate the shit out of that place. Oh, I cannot wait for some sweet sleep. I don't have to travel tomorrow. Oh, yeah, man. you're in the same city for three days, but of course it's oh, Birmingham. But... <laughs> That's fine. The Birmingham is the best city to just sit in your hotel room in because you can just look at it and be like, I'm missing nothing. Yeah. Is it still in that hipster one? Of course. Right. Although they replaced the pool table, but it's better. What's that thing where it's, it's the it's like curling, but on the sandy table? Oh, no idea. I've never knew what it was called, but yeah, I know the thing. Nice. I don't think anyone knows what that's called. Tiny shuffleboard. Snooker? No, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Chris, tell him. Uh, tell him no. fuck you. Why not? But you know what? How about this? Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the better way. I actually got to tell you, I prefer the original David. 
Yeah, but it was too small. It was too small of a picture. You need something that takes up yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And also, I mean, still not <laughs> impressed. Very unimpressed. No, I think he is though. He's kind of like, well, you did it again, huh? Skeptical. Well, well, he, That's he's well, he's he's your he's your girlfriend's father, and he asked you to chop wood, but you're a city boy, and you don't have to do it. Chris, I'll have you know, none of my girlfriends have ever had fathers. Yeah, it checks out. Yeah, <laughs> true, they all have. <laughs> um, Jordan, right, who are we like plug? Yeah, Jordan, what would you like to plug? Uh, I would love to plug. The season of good cheer for all and greetings to um, Jesus. Just today, though. That's the only That's day. Like, uh, yeah. You can't trust Jordan. Earlier, I asked him what album everyone should get, and he said the new Taylor Swift, but it was so he could surreptitiously bring down her career. So he, he might say anything. Yeah. But wait a minute. Well, how would that bring down her career? Is this similar like your feud? <laughs> John, I know a lot of people, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to a lot of untrustworthy people in this program. All right. Um, I, I want to plug, plug the untitled Twitch stream. I think it's a great Twitch stream. Uh, I think you should come up with a name soon because it, it makes me laugh. And I feel like people deserve to have uh, their laughter defined. No. What? Yeah, agree with Chris. Um, uh, I plug that you all go watch one of Chris Betts' stand-up comedy videos on YouTube and boost his analytics and do that. That would be really nice. And then uh, head on over to the Wrestler Review, my wrestling podcast, and help us reach a hundred Patreon patrons if you want, or don't. Yeah. Don't or join the Patreon for this show. You could also join the Patreon for this show, which would help us both. Um, also, uh, I want to plug Jordan's album, Holy Data. Check it out. It's very good. He's got two Holy Data albums. They're both great. Thanks, Check man. them out. Uh, big fan. All right, we're gonna we're gonna rate MZ. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow. Uh, here is an old lady talking about sex. That's all. Penis into her vagina. That's So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm is in her. Maybe you're wondering if a mistake could be made when having sexual intercourse.